Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, and also as well, Facebook, where we drop the latest news and notes that you need to know right about Pop Culture Cosmos. What's up, cool bro? Hope all is well. Happy holidays to you and a, you know, I guess a pre, uh, I guess a preempting or presumptuous happy new year and a prosperous new year to you and your entire family as well. Plus also as well, we do the Lakers fast break. The Lakers fast break covers the latest news and notes in the NBA. Go ahead and cover us there as well. And also inside sports, fantasy football. We just dropped an episode covering what you need to take care of for your championship game. If you are in the championship game, please take a listen to Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The Lardieres and Sean Christ stop by to go ahead and give you the insight like no one else on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But go ahead and make sure you check us out each and every time out on all of our great radio stations and wherever you get your podcast for the Pop Culture Cosmos Indeed. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. She is... The Baldur's Gate Queen of the Pop Culture Cosmos, indeed. It is a good friend. You gotta go ahead and check out what she's doing today, along with her masterful husband, Robbie Ross, Vin Vampires and Vitae, and also Wild Beyond a Witchlight. It is, of course, Melinda Barkhouse Ross. And Melinda, great to have you here. I truly appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we were going to schedule a long conversation about your best of pop culture. But something happened along the way that you got as a Christmas gift and as a Christmas game that you really can't stay far away from. Yeah, I I really um, was not. And I, I feel like I'm probably in the majority, but I was not anticipating enjoying Baldur's Gate as much as I'm enjoying it. And like I, I feel compelled to keep playing when I play the game. Uh, so it sounds is, like that might appear on your best of. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance of that. I I, I really didn't expect a video game to uh, give me bigger feelings than Diablo 4 did, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be a tight race to, for number one, I think, this year. Well, we'll hear more of your thoughts next week when we yeah. go more into detail on your best of pop culture for 2023. Speaking of best of 2023... On the back half of the show, Don Fobbs, our TV expert, she comes in and talks about her best in television for 2023. So go ahead and check that out on the back end of the show. But the front part of the show, while we have her, because she's already starting to twitch. I had to take a break to recharge the controller. So Yes, there you go. Withdrawals. Yeah. <laughs> she's going through withdrawals on Baldur's Gate 3. So while I have you here, I wanted to talk real quickly about some Christmas or holiday, as it were, surprises. Yeah, we talked about in with you and also as well with Josh about some of the disappointments that happened in the box office and on television over the course of the past few weeks in regards to the tepid advance for Aquaman two. Some of the Oscar hopefuls have not done really gangbuster uh, as far as their their overall attendance as well. But 
also I wanted to mention Rebel Moon on Netflix. It has debuted. It has done big numbers as expected. Zack Snyder's Ode to Star Wars, what have you. Rebel Moon Part 1, Child of Fire. I saw it. Josh has saw it. We're not going to trash it like many other places. It is a very pretty movie as far as the special effects are concerned. It is stunning, yeah. I mean, it was The Magnificent Seven meets Star Wars, and it's very formulaic, but it's entertaining. I'll give it a pass at this time. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about it. I was entertained while I watched it, and then, you know, you you do, you do the doom scroll, and you start to see, well, okay, my friend that I tend to have really, really the same opinions of on a bunch of stuff. They didn't like the movie. They didn't seem to enjoy it. They, so what, what did I see that I liked so much? I couldn't even tell you what I saw that I liked so much in the movie. There was just something about it that was very enjoyable. And that could really be really all that you need, you need out of entertainment is simply to be entertained. Um, but I, I think that if you go into a, you know, a, a sci-fi movie like that and, and you're hoping for, the big story with all of the big answers and all of the every I dotted and every T crossed. I, I feel like you're always going to be left a little bit disappointed. You know, sometimes the story it's formulaic though. It's nothing like original right. that I was hoping to see. I mean, I want that big space epic, probably right. more than most people because Mass Effect is yet to appear on the screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and I will say that for the 980th time. Yeah. But. I just think that when it comes to it, you know, Rebel Moon was okay for what it was. It's popcorn entertainment. That, that's yeah, and you know, we and I say all the time, it's it's okay to enjoy that kind of a movie once in a while. I, I think that it's almost necessary as a bit of a palate cleanser to get you ready for the next biggest and greatest thing. Which, if you have not watched Blue Eye Samurai, it should be Blue Eye Samurai. I just want to put that out there before the end of the year. If you have nothing to do and you're not wearing pants and eating cheese. But getting back to some of the better news on. Christmas, when regards to some of the holiday surprises, obviously Baldur's Gate 3 and a PlayStation 5 has been great for you. And yeah. Rebel Moon, for what it is what it is. But yeah. there's been some real great surprises so far this holiday season. I'm going to start off with the color purple. The color purple, the musical version, closer like the Broadway musical, I guess that basically it's the Broadway musical come to life adapted from obviously the story and obviously the movie that, that came decades before it. But the color purple uh, scored $18 million. One of the biggest Christmas day openings ever in an industry, my friend, that is really reeling right now with a lot of Christmas and holiday disappointments. Your thoughts on the color purple doing so well at the box office. I'm, I'm not surprised really. Um, I, I think that, the, the movie tells a compelling story and a compelling story is going to have people going to the theater to see it, adding the musical and, and making it a little bit more like the, the Broadway show is, uh, was a great idea. I think that was smart. And it's one of those that'll, that'll be on my watch list and I won't be surprised to see Oscars come out of it. But it is the course, the pop culture cosmos, some surprises that have taken place over the holiday season. I do want to go ahead and, and mention Again, it's great performance by The Color Purple, the adaptation from the musical that has appeared on Broadway, plus, of course, also as well, the previous movie and film, The Ties to Oprah Winfrey, and also as well, uh, the book as well. So, yes, great success for that movie. It's great that you also see other movies that are finding an audience. And one of those movies, the movie that actually did get you back in the theater, 
was something I didn't even expect. What was it, Melinda? I, you know, it did. I didn't expect it either. Um, but uh, no, uh, Christmas. I think it was Christmas Eve. Uh, we went to see Wonka. Okay. Uh, it was actually, it was actually the right vibe. I think for Christmas Eve, it was wholesome. It was positive. It was, you know, even when things are rough, they're going to get turned around. It, it was, it was all positive messaging and stuff. So it was, it was probably the right tone to set, I think, for a holiday movie. Uh, not that that's a holiday movie, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, and again, we talked about this on the Friday show. There are some ill-fitting movies this holiday season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That I don't understand why they came out and got released when they did in some cases. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm really concerned with the way that that Hollywood just sometimes sends movies out to die like they did. And, you know, for instance, right now, Wonka is now back on top at the box office. Uh, You know, after the big start by the color purple, uh, Wonka has now regained the daily as of like Tuesday. Uh, It, uh, yeah, when we're, when we're filming this on Wednesday, yesterday's box office had Wonka on top, Aquaman, the color purple, Migration, uh, which is probably going to be a big loser for Universal because it, it's one of those illumination movies from the Super Mario Brothers, from yeah. the, you know, as far as Despicable Me, Minions, those cost a ton of mo- money to make. And so, yeah, it's not going to end up doing well. The Boys in the Boat, uh, I know that was mentioned in our chat. Uh, it is coming out to tepid reviews. Uh, the movie actually is placed fifth at the box office right now for Tuesday. So, you never know what's going to happen with that. I'm still got to go ahead and check out the Iron Claw before we meet up again as far as the best of pop culture for 2023. And also as well, what I have to talk about with my good friend, Mr. John Orlando on his best of 2023 as well. And Godzilla minus one. I know a lot of people have asked me to go ahead and see that. And I definitely want to go ahead and see that as well because it's starting to appear along with the boy and the Heron on a lot of top 20 lists. So that's a surprise. Godzilla that is Mos- a surprise. Yes, a holiday surprise, Godzilla Minus One, and The Boy in the Heron, those two movies appearing on a lot of best of lists. Hmm. Make sure you're aware of that. And if you get a chance, go ahead and check those two out as well. Uh, Southern Comfort said, I assume the biggest box office hit of 2023 was Barbie. Yes, at this point. It's definitely not going to be Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. Unfortunately, yeah. that's not going to be uh, absolutely as well. So, yes. Uh, cool, bro. We will provide romantic advice, uh, you know, as as probably only we can on future oh episodes of Lakers fast break. <laughs> yes. Not, uh, the pop culture costs want to try and keep it straight and narrow on that. What's my most anticipated film for 2024 sky dollar. Melinda and I can both say that at the same time. Dude. Dude. Part <laughs> two. two. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. We were Can't so wait. disappointed. If you get a chance to go back on the, on the archives and get a chance to see us, we were both just bummed beyond description when we heard that Warner Brothers, because of the strike, decided to go ahead and delay it from its release. I think in actually hindsight, it probably worked out better because all the movies around that time kind of did not do so well. So yeah. um, in hindsight, it, it probably works out that way. Plus, now that it's on Netflix, Dune Part 1, it gives you, the viewer out there, if you've not seen it or need a refresher on it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you catching it dune part one as well but uh, absolutely if you are going to do that um put the tv up a little bit too loud and watch it in the dark like turn all the lights off 
Oh, so it's you such kind a of, fantastic movie. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's it's one of those movies that you want to minimize all distractions around you because you are not going to want to take your eyeballs off of the screen. It's stunning to watch. It's beautiful. I want to say, though, that there's some other great holiday surprises. And once again, it's Melinda Barkhouse Ross and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. I truly appreciate it. It's the PC Multiverse. Before we head on out... My friend and I turned it over to Don Fobbs uh, on for those listening on audio and on radio. I want to go ahead and talk about some of the other surprises real quick of the holiday season. And I had mentioned a couple to you, but the biggest one, a show that got 13 million plus viewers in its first six days. It's got to be considered a hit for Disney. And we've talked about this. We've talked that. Disney has needed a non-Marvel Star Wars hit yeah. for sustainability for their audience on Disney Plus, and they got one in Percy Jensen and the Olympians. You've seen Percy yeah. Jensen. Your I've thoughts on it. it, my friend? I think it's very well done. I, I think that uh, the kid is the right kid. Um, you know, he, there's something believable about him um, in the in the way that he's acting. Um, I, I've enjoyed, uh, some of the, the, you know, the silly stuff that's happened in the show because it, it is a, it is a show for kids. So you're going to get some of that kind of stuff, but that's been really enjoyable. The humor is good. It, it hits the right notes when it needs to. And, and I think that the, the show doesn't seem to shy away either from hitting you in the feels. Um, and, uh, I think with Percy Jackson, uh, you know, the, the feelings part of it tries to, well, not tries to, I, I think it's what helps to ground, uh, you know, this idea that, you know, the, these kids are all demigods and half gods and, and all of that stuff. So I think you need a bit of that tension break with the, with the humor and stuff that you get. Endorphin is asking, what's our favorite Disney made for TV movie? Let's not go Marvel or Star Wars, because I could, I could just rattle off some Marvel and Star Wars films as far as it's concerned. Hmm. We all know, if you've listened to the show quite a bit, what your Disney Plus favorite movie is, your go-to, yeah. your comfort yeah, food. There's a couple. There's there's two. Uh, that would be The Emperor's New Groove or Hercules. If I'm really sick, like if I'm really not feeling good, that's when Beauty and the Beast comes out, and that's when it's trouble time. Like I'm I am not well if I'm watching Beauty and the Beast. But if I'm watching Hercules or The Emperor's New Groove, I'm probably gonna get by all right. <laughs> At least once a week, I try to watch them. I don't know why. It's the weirdest thing. One of my out of their box, out of the box movies that you need to see especially yeah. if they do end up making a third installment of it is tron legacy i agree so. actually i do need to go back i did just see the first one forever ago i don't think i saw the second i could be wrong okay i will say a uh, cool bro is not liking percy jackson well i'm sorry to hear that but again the the reviews are are solid and good enough as far as for the audience i think the audience wants something different and besides marvel and star wars and they're getting that with percy jackson my friend yeah i think this is a it's a oh, break luke from castalian. all that content. oh okay luke castalian from that show that's right okay okay sorry and you say luke don't tell me Wrong luke, luke? you're a star wars fan. <laughs> yeah he's a star yeah. wars fan he tells me just luke and i'm just like oh yeah just... so so i guess so again percy jackson is going to be after such a great opening unless it falls and crashes hard it looks like it's going to be sustaining a decent audience and getting something that now it could be another tentpole for Disney plus uh, lift. <laughs> Nobody seems to be liking the Bob Marley movie. Sean didn't like, hasn't seen liked it. Uh, also lifted doesn't like it as well. 
So we'll see what happens with that movie in 2024. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. I will say, though, that a movie that I'm really thinking that is doing well, again, like you said, is Wonka. Wonka is something that looks like it may break even. And in a time where so many big budgeted films are not doing well, Wonka breaking even could be a big win for I think it's uh, Warner Brothers that makes it. I think, let me go. I'll check oh, on that. Yeah, hang yeah, on. I'm just trying to run through the beginning of the movie yeah, in my I, brain. Yeah. Just, and I, I can't remember. I'll check it right now. So Wonka is going to be right here. I'm going to go ahead and look at what we could be. Yeah, real quick. Yes, it is. Uh, it is Warner Brothers. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, it looks like a break-even for Wonka will be something that is palatable because then their relationship with their own Max channel and then after that on Netflix will prove to be eh, like a positive for Wonka at that point. Sure, yeah. And I honestly, I, I think the film is going to do a little bit better than break-even. Okay. Has yeah, to, I, has I to have some legs in the, in the new year. If it does, yeah. then then there you go. And I hope so. I hope so because we need more hit movies that are out there because we've had so many disappointments of the 2023 year that to me is probably the biggest thing that stands out when i reflect back on 2023 in the movies is that there's been so many movies that thought every hey we're out of covid everything's okay but unfortunately the audience has not come back as well as i had hoped and as well as you had hoped as well yeah, I, I think the audiences are are coming back. I, I think that they're just like me. They're just waiting for a specific movie, and and it's going to be hard to even guess which one it's going to be because I wouldn't have thought of going to the theater for for Willy Wonka, but I did, and, I, and I'm glad that I did that I did experience it on the big screen. We went to the theater with the big lazy boys, so it was all kickback and and you know all that kind of stuff. So it was a it was an all around pretty novel experience because the the province that I live in, they, and that may be changed by now, but I don't remember them having big recliners and all of that kind of stuff that you guys have down here. So fancy. So fancy indeed. So fancy. (laughs) But I'm glad you got a chance to see Wonka and you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still formulating thoughts on it, but it doesn't seem to like, you know, ticked you off any, but it seems to you that, that you were able to go ahead and tolerate it for a two hour stretch. Yeah, I'm certainly not, you know, mad about the movie. There was nothing in it that was upsetting to me or, you know, truly, uh, you know, something to be mad about in the movie going experience for that one. I I think that, uh, you know, everything was done really well in the movie. Um, I enjoyed, um, I even enjoyed the songs. um, And I love when they, you know, the song that you're expecting to hear in Willy Wonka. I don't want to spoil it, but it is pretty cool when it happens. And Dorfman asked, how closer are we until movie releases in 30 years theaters come uh, completely obsolete and they just release the films through stream? They have to find a, a true profit, way of profitability where maybe the dollars for production goes down in order to justify it. Because let's say Rebel Moon costs for both movies about, let's say, $200 million a clip because it looks like about $150, $200 million movie. 
I'm not even sure with high retention and audience levels from Netflix, I'm not even sure if it's going to be a break even for them. It's just so hard to totally ignore the theaters with a big budgeted film, my friend. Yeah, I don't think that the the theaters are going away anytime soon. I I mean they're they're in trouble. Yes, I do agree with that. I, I don't think that they're going to come back. Um, even this year, I don't think twenty twenty four. I don't think that they're going to come back the way that they were pre COVID. Uh, but I I do think that they are getting closer, and and I do think that that is eventually going to we are event, eventually going to get back to pre pandemic kind of numbers. I will say, though, before we head on to the break, and then, of course, again, for our listeners on audio and radio, it'll be none other than Don Fobbs talking about her best of, absolutely her best of, a pop culture, a.k.a. television, her best of television for 2023. want to go ahead and mention, again, some of the things that have surprised us over the holiday season is Percy Jackson, The Color Purple, Godzilla Minus One. But I also wanted to mention something that Disney Plus, yet again, has thrown out over the holiday season, and that is Marvel's What If Season 2. I have seen the first six episodes of Marvel's What If Season 2 as I talk here today, and I'm pleasantly surprised that it's actually better for me than Season 1. Your thoughts on this? I'm kind of disappointed that they just threw it out there, think, you know, because this was pretty good. It's a pretty good watch. I know Marvel's had a really rough year, but to throw this just at the back end of the year, seeming like they just, you know, like like Echo next month. Right. They're just going to th- throw all the episodes out on Echo one day and there you go. It's just yeah. like they're not treating it as something special. What if they treated so much better the first time around in season one? This time around, just seems like they're just going ahead and say, hey, here you go. Here's some extra stuff. Happy New Year. Yeah, no, I, I that's that's definitely how it seems. It definitely feels like it was like your final pass to make something happen in the year is kind of how it feels. I'm excited, though, to know that you're enjoying it better than the first season of What If? Because I think it was we, mixed. Yeah, I think that yeah. you and I both had episodes that we really liked, but episodes that we were just like, what's why? Why did yeah. you do that? Um, yeah. So um, I'm excited to to sit down and, and eventually do that. I, it's going to be after I'm exhausted from Baldur's Gate, but I will get to it eventually. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid view. I, I really enjoyed my time with it so far. It seems to be more consistent on the level of writing. Uh, I I have there's not one episode that really is just like oh that's great, and then the other mo- other ones are are not are disappointing. This has just been something about as far as the the overall consistency of it. I see that they had a lot more time to spend on it. Uh, I know that the first season they had a little bit issues here and there as far as some episodes being cut out and some issues there. This time around, it looks like it was much better laid out, much more well laid out. And uh, hopefully it's going to end up doing well, despite the fact I'm not exactly in love with them. Not really promoting this as something that they could go ahead and end the season off or end the year off for Disney plus. I'm just kind of, yeah, just kind of mm, mm, didn't. Not, Are you, I think it deserves better. Sure. Are you able to confirm if Robert Downey Jr. Was back as for voiceover? He was not in there. They've got most, not all right. of the, of the, the actors from the Marvel universe. They didn't get all of them. And Robert Downey Jr. Is not, that was not in there. He's not in either season of, marvel's what if which is kind of disappointing but it is know. a little yeah but i we, i do say that i was disappointed more by annette benning 
uh, in a, one of the episodes having the opportunity to play a character in there and she declined to do so. I was hoping for her uh, re reunification. This tells you how old I am between her and Michael Douglas on <laughs> screen because you know the last time around it was actually a good that's one of a good a good love story slash rom-coms for me is the American president movie that they were in together so long ago. <laughs> so, you know, that's just, that was just me, you know, just would have been nice to hear them on, on screen together again, but yeah. you know, it is what yeah. it is, but it is. We Marvel's all have our things, Gerald. We all have our things, but Marvel's what if season two is pretty solid watch. Go ahead and check it out. Indeed. But before we head on out, I do want to mention something that lifted ask real quickly before we head to the break. And that's Gerald Melinda. Did you hear about Amazon's announcement yesterday that Prime members will now see ads on their media streams, whether it's TV shows or movies? Prime. Yeah, Your thoughts on that, my friend. It's going to cost you another $2.99 to avoid that. Uh, according to the email that uh, actually I was actually just reading and, and uh, received uh, right before we went to air. So I'm still catching up on some of it, but it doesn't matter if you, if you have your prime right now and you're able to watch TV and, and music and, and all of that stuff, you're just automatically going to start seeing commercials. But if you kick up the extra $3 a month, um, then you're going to get rid of the commercials. I am telling you in the future, mark my words, you'll be able to tell the rich from the poor by who is forced to watch commercials. Yes. <laughs> I'm I hear telling you. Indeed. you. Yeah. But if they bring me a mass effect, you never know. I, I, yeah. I'll, you'll, I'll you'll have, be okay. I'll, I'll sit through. I'll sit through it. But uh, <laughs> to answer the last question before we head on out endorphin, mm -hmm. what are the best underrated movies available on Netflix right now? Oh yeah. Netflix will do the same. Yeah. I mean, they have their own ad layer level. But they'll do that on all their other tiers as well at some point in time. Yeah, you can count on it, Blue Magic. You can count on it. But before we head on out, Netflix is, seems to be the hot topic. And the last question is, what are the best underrated movies available on Netflix right now, either old or new? I'm going to tell you right now, The Raid, Redemption, and also The Raid 2. Raid 2 was okay. The Raid Redemption is one of the best action movies and kung fu movies of all time. The sound on that movie, the music, the score, the action, the choreography is just absolutely fantastic. It made stars out of the stars from that movie. So go ahead and check that out. The Raid Redemption. It is leaving, I believe, pretty soon. Either that or The Raid 2 is, is leaving Netflix here at the end of the month. And then also as well, all the Mission Impossible movies from 1 to 4. Go ahead and check them out. I, got a, I did a rewatch in the past week on Netflix with all the Mission Impossible movies, one to four. So go ahead and check that out as well. Melinda, anything else on Netflix? Uh, Maestro's okay. I thought Maestro was good. Carrie Mulligan is yep. outstanding in that movie. Bradley Cooper's good. It's okay. And then Rebel Moon is okay as well. But any thoughts, Melinda, on anything on Netflix before we end on that? Um, the, I mean, the Beverly Hill Cop movies are on there now. So go ahead and enjoy Wonder why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a Could little Because there's a certain Beverly Hill Cop movie that, that uh, got a teaser here the other day. Heck yeah, it is. Uh, and that's also very exciting. Um, but if you haven't already um, watched Blue-Eyed Samurai, it is a show. It's not a movie. I know that doesn't quite fit the criteria, but, you know, do that. Blue-Eyed Samurai. It's so good. Definitely adult, though. Uh, so if you got if you got the little ones, uh, be mindful yeah. of of the episode that you're watching. Um, and I have seen the series. Oh, it's so and good, I'm holding right? my thoughts on it to tell oh. you at another time. 
really? That's so, um, that, that is, you were a mean man, Gerald. I teased. You were a I mean teased. man. You know, um, but uh, another show that, that we enjoy, and you did get a new season in 2023, so I'm going to say that it counts, and that is Scissor 7. Uh, it's another anime show, and it's about a guy who kind of, the thing happens, he forgets he's an assassin, and he goes to an island that just happens to be populated with former assassins. Hilarity ensues some goofiness and some truly special, really wonderful heartfelt moments in the show too. It's really good. Well, definitely looking forward to catching some of that on Netflix. If you have some thoughts out there on Netflix or anything on pop culture, please let us know at the pop culture cosmos or pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com or put your, your question or comment below after you see this right here on the pop culture cosmos on YouTube. Well, my friend, it's been great having you on once again. I know you, you the twitching, the withdrawals, yeah, stuff that's going on in regards mm-hmm. to Baldur's Gate 3. We'll let you get back to Baldur's Gate 3, but I want to hear next week your entire thoughts on the best of pop culture for 2023 on next week's show. Does that sound you like it. a deal? Sounds fantastic. All right. Once again, it is Melinda Barkhouse Ross. Catch her and Robbie Ross, a guy who we got to get back on for some Warhammer talk on Vampires and Vitae, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube, and of course, the Wizards and wine right there with the wild beyond a witch light all that she does and her new projects coming up in the new year go ahead and check out everything that she's doing it is melinda barkhouse ross it's me gerald glassford thanks again so much for watching listening we'll see you on the flip side what's Melinda's socials uh it's just vampires and vitae i'm gonna type it in right there vampires yeah you can find us vampires and vitae and wizards and wine as well we'll connect you uh, yes, Vampires yeah. of Vite and Wizards and Wine. There yeah. you go. Yeah, just look for that on YouTube right there, and it'll get you going indeed. Melinda, thanks so much. I truly appreciate you stopping by. I know you brief time because you have to get back to Baldur's Gate 3. Gosh, yes. Yes, but we'll be back <laughs> for those listening on audio with Don Foss with her best in television for 2023. But Melinda, I will see you next week in 2024. Thanks so much, everyone. Be safe and happy new year. What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. And we're back with the show. It's Gerald Gosford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. It is starting to be that time when the best of 2023 flows from all of our contributors and people who give us such great time of their day to go ahead and talk about what we do in pop culture all year long. So it's about time for them to go ahead and start shouting out their best of 2023. And first up is a good great person indeed. She is a fantastic part of what we do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But you got to go ahead and check out what she does each and every time out, wherever you get your podcasts on the mother-daughter-ish podcast. It is Don Fobbs. And Don, <laughs> great to have you here. Getting in Thank that you. festive spirit. I truly appreciate that. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> love it. Love it indeed. Uh, wishing you and the family continued happy holidays. 
But you I know too. this has been a thank you, and and this has been a great year for television, uh, yeah. despite the SAG yep. strike, which did get yep. resolved. Thank goodness it didn't drag on yeah. for too too long. The writer strike dragged on a little bit longer, but that was finally resolved. We can have hopefully a better 2024 because of it, because of all the delays and things of that nature caused by it. But 2023 right. still had its share of good moments on television. And since you it, it, are the individual that we come to for television tips and good shows and good thoughts on it, please let us know your best of 2023 in television. For me, my best of 2023. Okay, we're talking about broadcast TV? Whatever you want. Or just, Streaming, okay. broadcast, good, good, cable. Good, because I got my notes here. <laughs> e even okay, if it's so on one of the channels that's just only on like Samsung TV or something like that, if it's something that hits your fancy on television this year, however way you got it, it's all yours, my friend. Okay, so for me, what blew me away for this year, let me start there first, was Succession, the way it ended. And I'm hoping that what I think happened at the end, I am so hoping that is not what happened. Because I'm thinking that the daughter conspired with her husband to make sure that when the dad died, she still got everything. I, I just, I hope that is not what it is. Because if it is, man, she is, the Siobhan is tough. She is a tough cookie. So that still has me on the edge of my seat. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. The next one for me that I wasn't expecting but was so happy that I'm still in on it and that I took a chance and said, okay, let me see what that's all about, was Queen Charlotte by Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. The Queen Charlotte took me to a place of excitement because I didn't think that she would then take the characters and kind of break them down. I thought it was going to always be about the same thing. But that one made me happy. That one made me me excited that one made me want to look forward to what's happening next and I've already kind of chosen who I want her to talk about next I'm sure she won't but still I have my you know who I want her to talk about next and then um also on prime video one that kind of stuck out to me that I hope what's happening today doesn't go against her but Megan Goods Harlem they got a season three approved so season three is coming back. And the reason I said about what happened today, because they did find Jonathan Majors um, guilty. A jury did find him guilty. And he has since been fired. And because she was on his side, I'm hoping that that does not get held against her because the show is really, really fun. It's really, really good, especially for, I say, the uh, 30, the 20 and 30 year olds. I think it's really, really, really a good show for them. But I find myself liking it because I've kind of liked um, the shows that Megan Good's been in, but the fact that she's producing her own shows now is kind of, um, to me, pretty, pretty exciting. You know, I was one day, Gerald, sitting in my studio, minding my own business, and I'm sitting there writing out, you know, what we're going to do for our next show, whatever. And something just told me, turn the TV on and just see what's on Netflix to just, you know how you like background noise when you work? Mm -hmm. And I, happened upon this show called uh, The Diplomat. I don't know any of the actors. They all have uh, foreign accents. I, I didn't know any of them, but I found myself really getting into, and I usually don't like political shows and things like that, but this one was just, 
it was just so good that I was like, okay, I think I could get into it. And then I ended up literally staying in there and watching the whole thing. So that one was one that kind of blew me away. But if I have to sum it up for the whole year, it's going to be succession because when white Lotus came back, I was hoping for that to be my, you know, exciting part. But I even rewatched it again this week, the season. And I thought to myself, it was just too much. It was, it was too much confusion. It was, um, the plot at the end took too long to get to it. I don't, I love sometimes when I watch a show and they give you the beginning and then they circle back to the end. I used to really, really like that, but now it's becoming so cliche that I don't fancy it so much at this point. It's like, um, okay, cliche, but I hope that they do better. They've gotten uh, Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Coolidge is no longer on the show because she got killed. Uh, but I hope that I know Elizabeth Banks recently <laughs> stated that she wanted to get killed off on the show. She publicly is lobbying to get killed off on the show. She say, hey, can I come on the show? I want to get killed. I want to get killed. It's so funny. Why? Just just because she enjoys the show and she just wanted, you know, she doesn't have the time to commit to the, you know, actual being a oh. character for a long period of time. So can you just, yeah, you know, just because she admires the yeah. social. And if you see actors I do that hope. from time to time. I just hope the next I just hope the next episodes are better than that one because if not I'm out. You know, the first one was very intriguing. The second one was like, what are you doing? You're jumping the shark. Like you're you're ruining it. It was just I don't know. They 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 didn't they didn't give it to me. Uh but Succession is my number one, but I also liked the night agent. Um Jenny and Georgia came back this year with a good fierce episode that one i'm a little um on the fence about because it's so much drama between a mother and a daughter and i'm just i don't know anything about that so that's confusing to me but to just watch it was just really really interesting um so for me those are the shows that excited me for this year but my number one i'm gonna have to say is succession now what happened is that with succession i ended up not seeing the last season but then on my trip to Thailand, I had 28 hours on an airplane. So what did I watch? I watched Succession with no interruptions. It was amazing. And I finally got to watch the end. And I went, oh, I hope this is not what I think it is. So that one has me on my toes and sitting on the edge of my seat. And I'm so ready for the next one to come out as well. This week I've been watching on stars. I've been catching up with uh, outlander. That's one of my favorite shows outlander. And I see that they've got a season eight coming, but I've caught up on season seven. As a matter of fact, I'm only got maybe two or three more on season seven before this one is in. Cause I want to be ready for season eight that's coming up. So outlander um, has been a favorite of mine for the past seven, eight years. Uh, on stars that's really the only one that i watch on stars i don't really watch anything else on stars but i like that one so those are my those are my favorites for 2023 i'm actually kind of like you i'm looking forward to 2024 because even with all of the things that happen in tv and writing and and all of that uh, union and everything for 2023 we still have so much to look forward to i was even hopeful even if the strikes continued, I was still hopeful for TV simply because we have so many new people we have, you know, to explore when it comes to TV. I'm not so much into the AI. I'm not so much into the, those type of things, the robot stuff and all of this, but I feel like there's still some other inter innovative 
people that are out here that are going to make some good shows. It doesn't have to be our normal, regular folks that we always see and all of our big stars. But there's so many newcomers on the scene that I've been actually enjoying watching shows where I literally know no one in the show. I kind of like, you know, getting to know new people in a show. So I'm very hopeful for 2024. I don't know if the reality show train is going to slow itself down or I'd like for it to come to a halt, but we know that's not going to happen. But uh, like my mother said last week, she said they could do whatever they want in TV. Just don't take away the young and the restless. <laughs> and I said, they must be here to stay because with all of the issues in TV and with all the strike and everything, the young and the restless stayed very faithful to her. So she is so happy about that because that has been her show for a hundred years and she loves it. So um, for me, the streaming is kind of where it's at for me full time, simply because I have to, do other things to try to figure out how to watch some of the other shows. So um, I'm enjoying Hulu. I'm enjoying HBO Max, or as they just call it, Max. I'm enjoying Netflix, of course. If they do another price hike, I'm probably going to be out because I just, I don't, it's it's not going to do it for me for that. And uh, all of the shows that I'm watching over there, I've figured out how to watch them other places. So I'm just enjoying where I can get whatever I want to get since I curate whatever I want to watch. I don't I don't do any appointment watching TV. It's all I'm going to see it when I see it where I can binge watch it all at one time like I've been doing Outlander for the last 72 hours. So that's kind of where it's at for me. I recently binge watched uh, over the weekend Blue Eye Samurai, which was recommended to me by my one of my fellow hosts, uh, Melinda Barnhouse Ross. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. uh, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, okay. A couple little flaws near the end because mm. they wanted to make sure that they positioned themselves for season two. But otherwise, it was a fantastic show. And, uh, it, you know, it does have a lot of mature themes and content, you know, as Netflix animated shows seemingly want yeah. to do now. But yes. uh, otherwise, it was a, a really outstanding performance. But I get you. It's like appointment watching. I can't watch it always when it comes out. So I have to go ahead and make time, maybe a, week, yeah. a month down the line where I can set a weekend aside to go ahead and do just that. Yeah, I, I cannot say I blame you a bit. But getting back to Secession, Secession is probably one of the top two or three shows that's out yeah. there. I mean, uh, yes. The Last of Us uh, and Secession pretty much are going to be the decided upon as far as at the top of the you know, whatever Emmy lists that they, that are at and, and whatever yeah. Emmy nominations that they get, but it is going to be clear that, you know, whatever critics awards and things of that nature is going to be either secession or the Emmys. But the fact I like secession. Yeah. And the fact that you like secession is the fact that this is one of the few major high profile shows in quite mm -hmm. some time. Yeah. And with not a, large amount of backlash against whatever right. ending because you go to sopranos you go to lost you go to so many other shows uh you know game of thrones for instance yes, like yes. the last season people just you know seemingly like josh and i we could have just thrown away because it was worthless to us so you know in many ways it was just really disappointing as as what happened to it uh right yeah the, you know but you don't hear that with secession no you know when i hear you you're talking about you wanted to see the way you were seeing that you can't believe what happened happened. Yeah. But that's not because you were angry that it was poorly made or poorly no, done. You're no, just no, looking no. for extended plot lines and yes. what if scenarios that were created by an ending which 
by all accounts, seemingly has glowing reviews. Yeah, Don, and I just you know you're feeling as you're watching it. Tell me about that more of that. That's what I wanted to know more about when you're watching Secession because you feel so. I can see you feel so passionately about exactly (laughs) why it is the best of 2023 for you. Let me tell you something from the moment that I saw the very first season, I was just looking for something and I found it. And I like the characters. I like the, I like the family dynamics because it's just so freaking real. Like this happens in families for real when it comes to business, it comes to money, it comes to who's going to take over, it comes to who is the person who thinks they are. So, I mean, I have four children and my youngest tells everybody, well, y'all know I'm mom's favorite. Y- y'all know this. And so anything that's hers is mine. I don't know about you kids, but I know I'm the queen. She literally tells them that. And I'm just like, who told this girl this? You know, like I know the family dynamics of it in a funny way, but so, so real. But to see those kids backstabbing anybody and everybody to get what they want to get to the top of the food chain of the business is amazing to me. And to just see how Unray, that father, I just like him to see how Unray this father is. I wouldn't even be surprised, Gerald, if he's not really dead and he faked it just to see who was the backstabber. Like, I am so excited to see it come back. I'm willing to accept anything because I know whatever it's going to be, the plot is going to be knock your socks off type of plot. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And speaking of horrible endings, have you seen Leave the World Behind? Yes. That's actually my next podcast that I'm doing. I'm breaking down what I got from it. I'm breaking down why I felt like they left that ending like that. I I figured it out. I figured out why they left that ending like that. I'm not going to say I didn't. I'm not going to say I hated it. I'm not going to say I loved it. Right. It was just there. For me, it seems, and I said this on the show last week about it when I talked about it, and it leave the world behind to me is you have Mahersha Ali, one of the best actors that's out there right now. He's the only reason I watched it. Thank (laughs) God. uh, You know, thank God they're going to actually still do Blade because I think he's going to be an outstanding Blade. Uh, You know, Julia Roberts, you you know, you have... You have, uh, you know, just a tremendous cast of, you know, individuals there. I just wish they had found something better to create out of it. And Netflix sometimes does this. I don't know if you've watched Netflix for a while like I have. There's these movies that they have, like a couple of the Ryan Reynolds ones. um, Right. Chris Chris, uh, Hemsworth, uh, Julie Roberts. I understand Obama you know, produced this. And And it's from a book. It's from a book. It's a book that's on sale right now. All some of these movies that Netflix makes looks like they made them over a weekend, and you could just see with the limited number of shooting, yeah, limited number of shooting spaces, and 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 just it just seems like it's just very small in scope. And sometimes smaller scope movies work. It just seems like you know that there could have been so much more given. Like I have this all star cast. I would really love for them to go ahead and 
give a banger script, as they say, as the young kids say, no. banger script these mm-hmm. days, banger, you know, mm-hmm. things. I'm, and that's probably the last time you hear me say that. But um, these great scripts to do in order to support that great cast. And I just don't mm-hmm. feel that they got it. Yeah. I just felt kind of underwhelmed. I didn't feel it was bad. I just didn't feel it was good. And I, and uh, can you ending, imagine that can ending imagine? was really flat? That it was, was, can you imagine if we did not have Mahershala and we did not have Julia Roberts? None of us would have even watched it. That's probably why they had to get such big actors just to even get the point that I feel like they were trying to get the point across to us. But I get the ending. I, I even broke it down to my daughter because she was like, Mom, after the cars start crashing into each other, I fell asleep. She said, I just could not handle it. I said, yes, it's a slow burn. I say, but when it comes to propaganda and when it comes to... Uh, I mean, even Hawk... Ethan Hawk, Kevin Bacon's just sitting in the. You pay money for Kevin Bacon, and then you have him sitting in the back, uh, sitting on the porch, doing right. nothing for ten right. minutes while Mahershala right. Ali is exposing. You know, he's he's not exposing, but he's 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 uh, just you know talking about what's going on in the world and yeah. trying to basically you know tell you with the audience what's going on. And just why do you pay Kevin Bacon probably a lot of money? for that type of role when he literally does they had virtually to, or we they had to or we would not have watched if they would have said Susie Q and John Smith and Nathan uh, who Marshall we would not have even cared we wouldn't have looked yeah. into it. nobody would have took the time like I went to Google to see is this based off of a book yeah okay who it are is. the producers then when I saw that Obama lended his name to helping produce because he gave three different points to the movie so you know that made him a producer or whatever and I thought to myself okay so these are the point this is what they want us to get out of the movie I get the scare tactic it's the perfect time because of all of what we've been hearing about for the last 90 days it was the perfect end of the year scare tactic I get it but if they had not used those actors and actresses we would never have seen it. And then 10 years from now, we'd be going, well, remember back in 2023, there was this movie called Leave the World Behind, but nobody watched it. But now people are going to be touching on it because, again, uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer for the upcoming 2024 movie. I did, The Civil War. War. Yeah, with Alex Alex, um, Garland, who uh, did the movie Ex Machina. That's one of his most famous movies right there. Uh, yeah, he did a movie called Civil War. It's coming out 2024. It stars Chris, uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, yeah. you know, and which using similar type concepts from what you're seeing in Leave the World Behind. Exactly. But again, it just I just felt that they could have been something more with that cast. But then again, when you're shooting it over seemingly like over a weekend, it right. just, it, yeah, just, yeah. And like you said, it they crashed. Great. They crashed, you know, it's going to be more famous for crashing all those Teslas than anything else. You know, like, well, gosh, even where more- was the budget? Where was the yeah. budget? It was all crashing against each other right there. And that, Well, those um, were those cars that Elon probably had to recall three days later anyway. So he said well, he's he just recalled well. all of them, all 20, all 20 something, uh, all two something million of them. He just uh, <laughs> he just recalled for. But again, uh, it leave the world behind. It wasn't the worst. It won't be on my no, worship list. It wasn't it won't the be on worst, my list. but it won't be on my favorite list. Yeah. It won't Oh my gosh, you have to watch it list. It's like, you know what? Watch it if you want to. I'll give you the pointers. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. I personally wanted to see it because Mahershala Ali was in there and I liked that he was in um, 
uh, what was the show with uh, Kevin Spacey? I love that he was in in that presidential movie. And so I really just wanted to see how he's blossomed because I didn't watch that other movie that he played in. But this one, I wanted to see how was his acting chops. And I haven't seen Julia Roberts in a long time. And I kind of, you know, forgot about her a little bit. But I just wanted to see how his acting skills were going to be in the movie. And so I said, I'm going to watch it. And I'm telling you, when I tell you it took everything in me to stay with it, I didn't turn it off. I didn't fall asleep on it. I said, I want to know what the hype is about the movie. And I watched it the day it came out on Netflix. I said, I want to know what the hype is about the movie. And something said, get up and start taking some notes. So I got up and I started taking notes on what I felt like it was saying so that I could do a whole podcast on it since it's popular and everybody's talking about it. So I thought, well, I'll go ahead and make a show out of it. And I'll just tell people what I feel like the movie is trying to say and why I feel like they put the end of it on there. And so... Again, it's not the worst, but it was not their best work. And if they're going to continue to make movies, because I know Obama has a big um, deal with Netflix to produce all of these shows. And I've seen maybe three that he's produced, but I've never watched them. If I didn't even know he was the producer of this until I started doing my homework. But if they're going to do these type of movies, they're going to have to do better. And they're going to have to give us more than Julia Roberts and more than Mahershala Ali and more than Kevin. They got to give us more than that because this movie was as dry as powdered milk. That's probably the best way to say it. I mean, yeah, it just, it just was there, and it that's was, the best thing I could say about it. Yeah, it was just but, there. When you said but, terrible endings, I was like, if we don't mention this, I'm. Like, it was just a flat <laughs> ending, and yeah, just just the fascination about friends, and you know, yeah. it's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's great, but yeah, <sighs> yeah just yeah. I would have done better with that kind of cast, but. Yeah. Before we head on out, my friend, again, your favorite of the year is Secession. That's, um, that's my favorite. So before we head on out, as far as one of the things I want to ask you is 2024, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot good up front, but I think it's going to start to catch up. Everything is going to start to catch up. All the production work is going to start catching up with stuff starting in the summer leading into the fall I was of 2024. About to say that. Yeah, I was we should say probably around August. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this time next year we'll have probably have a lot of great things to say about the latter half of 2024, but what are some of the things that you might be looking forward to or that you've heard or seen that you really will be looking forward to coming in 2024? I'm going to be looking well I'm gosh, when you said that, I'm telling you what I'm not going to be looking forward to, but I am going to be looking forward to a lot more fun, uplifting shows, not about this civil war, not about this cyber attacks and all that. We need to see something that's a little bit more, you know, you can do all that, but you don't have to make it so in our face type of negativity type thing for people like me who look at it like, come on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the writers to get on about their business and start giving us some good TV. Come on and give us some more family shows. Come on and give us uh, the next whatever Shonda Rhimes is going to do on Netflix. I know that Tyler Perry got a big deal with uh, uh, BET. I don't watch BET. I don't watch Tyler Perry's movies, but even him, he's got to step it way up because I never watched his show simply because they were just terrible. But anyway, uh, give us some, some, some movies that are gonna, you know, 
be a little bit more fun. I, I want to see some more romance novels and, and th those type of movies. Um, I don't mind seeing the Ryan Reynolds and all of these folks that they just keep giving us, keep giving us. But I'm really looking forward to some new actors, some new fresh faces, actors, actresses, and not just the 20-year-old ones, but some of the 40 to 70-year-old or whatever. I Stop recycling the same people to us. Give us great quality programming and give us some new quality actors and actresses. And I hope that whatever they do, they never put themselves or allow themselves to be in the position that they were in this year with having the strike and everything. So I hope that the unions grow stronger and that they are supported the way they should be so that they never have to go through this again. Cause they just did this not too long ago. And now to do it again this year, it's like, come on guys, get it together. And I get why the uh, studios want to use more AI and want to use more uh, generated type of things. Cause they don't have to then pay a human. I get it. Nobody's saying we don't get that. But for 2024 and beyond, I'm just looking for great quality TV. I'm looking for adventure. I'm looking for all of that fun stuff. So I hope they can bring that to us. And I'm also going to tell you what I'm not looking forward to and that I don't want to see. I don't want to see more created uh, reality shows. And I don't want to see more created shows that are animations that are just horrible. And I'm so sick of the remakes that I just could faint. I, I'm, I just... And prepare yourself for more fainting because that's going to oh, continue. Gosh. I'm not going to go see the color purple. How many original ideas are there out there in Hollywood? Not many. Uh, that's why I just said I'm hoping for some more originality with maybe some new and up and coming people. I'm not going to see the color purple because I want to remember it as it was. I don't want whoever the new and the fact that they did not include Whoopi Goldberg in it. I'm out. So despite the critical acclaim for it, despite the fact that it could actually be very well considered during award season. Yeah. You're not going to go ahead and check it out because I will the, not uh, check it out. I will not check it out. The fact that they did not include Whoopi Goldberg. In this well, they, they made it to a different thing. They made it more of a musical. It's more of a I musical. don't care. I don't care. Okay. Seeley was more important than the Oprah character that was in there. Okay. Oprah okay. became okay. famous and became bigger than Whoopi. So of course she's going to get the accolades, but the fact that they didn't ask Whoopi to at least do an appearance or to, that's who the character is that, regular folks love i just don't like that to me that was a little bit shady and and the you know i, I love fantasia the girl can sing her shoes off literally but take oprah out of it too then don't okay. let her do an appearance so the, I, and I then I, I heard on the radio yesterday that they're gonna do a a play remake of new jack city when I tell you I almost wrecked my car driving along listening to it, I was so mad. I was like, I am not I going to allow you, these people to ruin my childhood there, because they don't have any originality. I am That's not correct, Don. <laughs> you know, if we were there, a fly on the wall, we're there at the production meetings, or we're there at the very high offices. Hey, I've got this great idea. We're going to make a, a remake of New Jack City. How about that? You know they're going to greenlight that over an original concept or idea. Unless I it's wish they would. I wish they would just like slash. just like what was it last year or this year they remade White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. And I was just like, leave it the way it was. We love Woody Harrelson because of that movie. Like, leave me alone with these remakes. And then on Friday they said they're coming. I want to throw up in my mouth saying <laughs> they're coming up with a good times animation cartoon. Gerald, let me tell you, these people are going to drive me crazy. All I will say is this, my friend, you're going to do an episode upcoming in the not too distant future on all the remakes you do not want to see. You better <laughs> just make that a part one. 
Because I have a feeling about a year from now or two, you're going to be adding a part two, a part three, a part four, and a part more. Don't say that. I hope not. But Uh, I get, like I said, I I have a feeling you will. I get why they do it, but they just have to know that if they can't do it as good and quality as they did it before, leave it alone. Quality? What's that? There you go. Like, come on. Come on. If you're you're going to take away the nostalgia of it, leave it alone. That's my 2023 and and my hope for 2024. Once again, it is Don Fobbs. Please go ahead and check out her awesome show, The Mother Daughter-ish Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Don, again, I'm wishing you the happiest of holidays for you and your family this holiday season. And again, I look forward to our conversations in 2024 on anything television right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.